Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Remarkably Us, the podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Roan, sober gal living in Southern California, navigating the ins and outs of life. After what we'll call the great breakdown of 2019, I've been journeying through my own sobriety and divorce and relationships, all of the above. I'm really just honestly trying to do my fucking best and telling you guys about it on the internet because what better to do? So today we are going to talk about going to events and parties, get togethers, whichever you may call it, while either being sober curious, or if you've been sober for a while or thinking about, you know, just cutting back. So I know this is a topic that I've talked about before, but it's been a minute. And now we are seeing actual events put back on people's calendars with what I hope to be the tail end of COVID. The kids just got a, um, Um, We just got a message that the kids can, after spring break this month, at the end of this month, when they come back, the mask mandate is lifted at the school. So it's, it says it's still highly encouraged, but we don't think they're going to have to wear masks in school anymore, which is amazing. Um, So there's just like all this, this little light at the end of our tunnel, you know, Um, I just like on my Instagram, I'm seeing a lot of like events here in San Diego that are coming up and it's just, it feels good to have that potential to be going back to, you know, back to getting out there. Not like, not like a girl's been out there. Not like I was out there in the past, but now I have the, now I can at least say that I might go to something. (laughs) I can still turn it down, but yeah, I might go. So, you know, I've been really impressed lately by this big, sober, curious movement And what I feel like is a really big wave of younger adults specifically celebrating living a life alcohol free. Now it's interesting because, you know, I think of me at the beginning of 2019 when I was like, you know, they know I'm drowning myself in whiskey, nights out, bags of cocaine, just your average Tuesday night. Back when I was like, you know, stuffing anything possible into my body to hide what I was actually dealing with. And so not that this like sober curious movement is brand new and not like they're prop, you know, this stuff probably wasn't out there before as you, I don't know if you guys know, but Instagram and social media, I never got into it. I'm still, it's still, I feel, never feel like I'm doing it right. Um, when I was growing up, I grew up primarily in Montana. So, um, from the age of like nine or 10 to 21, when I moved down here to San Diego and I've traveled all over the place and I would spend summers in Maryland with my dad and his family. But honestly, social media, I think not being, not growing up, you know, in high school. And then my first couple of years of college in like a, in a bigger city, I went to college in Bozeman, Montana for a couple of years, right after high school, I wasn't even like around social media. I mean, I still, I just had Facebook. And so I remember going into college and all of a sudden people would come from right other like bigger cities 
and they have these like huge Instagrams with like hundreds of followers. And I'm like, what is, what is Instagram? So, and then even when I came down here, I like had it a few different times, but I never, like, I just never got into it. And so recently over the last couple of years, especially with this brand, I am, I'm on Instagram and, you know, and, and definitely much more on Instagram than anything else, TikTok, but you know, everyone's obsessed. So I'm wondering if, you know, in the past, if I would have been able to see if I had had an Instagram and was following maybe certain people, you know, if I would have seen more of this, like these young adults that were sober curious, I don't know whoever or whatever knows, but I'm wondering if it would have been an easier process for me or if I would have thought about getting sober sooner, if I had seen all these other individuals like around my age on social media, living these really remarkable lives sober because you, you're a product of your environment. And in the past and growing up and in college, and when I moved here Sandy, to San, San Diego, I don't know why does that make sense? Those were the people that I, you know, I surrounded myself with people that like to party. And that was just, that was my life. So I think that it is so incredible because everything is social media. I mean, everyone has an Instagram, everyone's on TikTok. And because of probably, you know, the things that I follow and the, the information that I put out, I see so many people my age that are just living alcohol free. And it's a spectrum. It's, you know, it ranges from people that just for health reasons, athletes that, you know, were like, you know, this isn't serving me. And so I'm just going to stop to people that struggle with addiction and cut it out for those reasons. Just a few days ago, I was at a bar with a group of friends for a little late afternoon happy hour. And these are some of the same people that I used to party, not my hardest with, but that I used to party pretty hard with. One of the individuals there was giving up alcohol for Lent that just started a few days ago. So he was sipping on a soda water with lime when I got there. Now, I went through a period of time with these same people, a big majority of them that we tried to give up drinking for 30 days. This was back at the very beginning of 2019. Uh, we tried to give up alcohol for 30 days in January, or maybe it was February and we lasted, it was February and we lasted like 12 days. And then we all went to the bar and then we tried again in March. And some of us actually made it through that whole 30 days in March. And since then, they all have taken little breaks and, and some of them have, you know, gone through other, you know, other months where they give it, you know, they give it up for a month and things like that. But I could tell the conversation was shifting more towards the, I need to cut back. I need to give it up a little, this and that from the general consensus of some of these people that I used to really drink very heavily with. And what I noticed was the same barriers that I faced when I attempted to stop drinking and failed or during my first couple relapses. I hadn't removed myself from the situation and from the people and places and things that were my triggers. And it wasn't until I did that, that I was able to really sit in my sobriety and figure out what it really looked like for me. Now, obviously 
I was just a couple of days ago at a bar that I used to get blacked out with. And I used, went to the bathroom to pee and was like, well, I've done a ton of cocaine in this bathroom. But now I'm, I have removed myself enough from that situation that I'm more conscious of knowing that, yeah, I'm not going to spend all night in this place. And I'm definitely not going to be here past 10 PM, but a couple of hours during the day, if people want to have happy hour, I feel comfortable now doing that. If I would have, if this would have been in the beginning and like that first year, six months of me really trying to get sober, it would have been very, very difficult for me. I needed to absolutely completely 100% remove myself from those places, those bars. And some of those people that really, you know, that I used to just drink with, cause you start to relate people and places to these habits that you're trying to give up. Now we all have a path destined for us. And I know that my sobriety journey is my own and I wouldn't change anything about it because it happened when and how it did for a reason. Even, even those relapses that I've had are all for a reason. They've all taught me and there's only been a couple, but those two have, have taught me so much. And now I'm over a year and a half sober. Um, so some more little tools though, would have been helpful. My goodness. It was really hard for me to separate a normal sober life. Like this norm, like my life now of a very normal I just, I don't drink anymore. I'm sober. I still get to do these fun things. I still get to go to events and I can still meet my friends for a happy hour. I had a hard time separating that type of life. So the life that I live now from like the scene of a dark AA room and absolute rock bottoms from like the movies. Cause that's what was playing in my head. I had no idea that this type of a life was even something that that was real because no one around me really lived like that. I didn't see anyone that was just kind of a normal 20 something or 30 something adult that just kind of alcohol was not serving them. They gave it up and look at all these amazing things that they're doing. Look at all these amazing NA drinks and mocktails that you can order. In my mind, especially in the very very beginning of my sobriety, it was it was so hard for me. And I felt so much like embarrassment and shame because when I thought of, I need to get sober because I don't have a handle on my drinking. I was thinking that the only other option is, is like a dark AA room that you see in meetings and like absolute, it it really, really intense. (laughs) And so that's why I think in so, so many ways, it's important for us to speak our truths all the time because you never know when it could touch someone else. And I'm not saying that I'm this all holy sober person that knows it all, but I am saying that there is a possibility that me drinking an NA beer at the bar the other day and our friend in turn getting some himself and really enjoying it might just put that seed in his head that there are ways to be out and to still have a quote unquote beer all while making your health a priority. It's the little seeds and it's showing people and having 
just really showing people around you and putting out there that there are different ways to do this. Um, whether that might not be mean that you are 100% sober all the time, but you know, you might only have an actual real alcoholic drink on special occasions or on holidays. And in the meantime, you see these individuals that go to bars that you may be in the same city and they have these amazing mocktail menus or, you know, you see a thing about a bar that you, you know, have wanted to go to and they've got like three or four different kinds of non-alcoholic beer. It's the little seeds. If I had even really thought about mocktails or any beers when I was first getting sober or had someone in my life that would go out and not drink, like sip on a Heineken zero all night, maybe it would have been different for me. I think back on, um, the first summer I had almost hit one year sober and it was the summer of 2020. And I was dating this individual and they would come down from San Jose and get just, just party all weekend. They were down here for vacation and they would party all weekend and I would hang out with them. It's one of those, I think back and I'm like, if I would have one been more comfortable in my sobriety and more comfortable and more confident saying, uh, uh-uh, I don't drink. And it's because of this, these reasons, not just like, mm, don't drink anymore and would have prepared myself and been like, no, I'm not going to drink. Um, but I'm going to bring these non-alcoholic beers or this non-alcoholic wine, or I'm going to make you know, mocktails for me. And you guys can add in your liquor to make it an actual, you know, a cocktail and would have had boundaries of, I'm not going to go to these places. And I'm actually going to go home at like 8 PM. Like I do now that summer would have looked very different, but we live and we learn all that said, going to events as a sober person looks very different for me now than it did three years ago. I think the biggest thing is knowing your limits and your boundaries. There are just simply things that I won't do. Like go to a dive bar that I used to get blacked out in in my drinking days at any point past 8 PM. And you definitely won't catch me at a place like that for more than an hour or two, because for me, it's a really, it's a trigger and who knows what my life is going to look like in five years. But I know that me right now, there are just certain things and places that I just, I don't want to do. I don't want to go because that's a boundary that I've put up. Besides knowing your boundaries, you have to make those steps to connect with yourself to first understand what your boundaries are. Are you the type of person that really doesn't feel comfortable being around alcohol at all? Look for sober events or daytime events where you can avoid the, you know, avoid the beer garden areas. Uh, Can you go to these events, but really like to have something in your hand like me, then if allowed, bring options for yourself or check the menu before you go to see if they are going to have any holic options. Before I go to an event, I also am primarily, I primarily eat plant-based and I had someone, (laughs) 
she whose name shall not be spoken and tell me that like, you're not a vegan because I was like, well, if there's like a tiny, tiny bit of cheese on something, I'm not going to throw it in someone's face or, um, and I have been incorporating fish back into my life because I need the protein and the vitamins and you know, all of that, that is in fish that I was really, really lacking. Um, but <laughs> besides that, I do primarily like to stick to a plant-based diet. So I always scope out if I'm going to like an event or a new place or, you know, a big restaurant, I, I scope out the vegan, uh, the vegan menu and the drinks to make sure that I can have like just as much fun and hopefully try something new. And that has just opened my eyes to so many different things that you can still go out and have like this amazing and fun dinner with someone and have the bartender make you a mocktail or, um, when you're searching for places or events to go, go somewhere that has a mocktail menu. They are out there. They really are. You just have to do your research for whatever area you're in. Also, have someone on deck for you that you can reach out to if you reach that point where you feel like you're at your limit. If it's possible, bring this safe person with you or let them know you're going to an event and you might need some support. Having that conversation with someone is at first, it can be really difficult and honestly can feel embarrassing and scary and vulnerable, but it lets people know where you're at. If you don't speak up about what you're going through, how can you expect people to have the capacity to be there for you? I was traveling about say, and just uh, that's hard for me. I'm not saying this like, and I've said a million times, this is not me being like, you do this because this is exactly what I do. I mean, this is what I do, but this is tough for me. Letting people know what I'm going through and asking for help or being open and vulnerable to say like, I'm not comfortable in this situation. I need to go, or I'm struggling right now. I need help. That is so hard for me, but I'm learning slowly that it is the only way that I can, that I can expect anyone to have the capacity to be there for me fully and completely. And for people to understand what I need, no one can read your mind. So I was traveling about, I don't know, six months ago. And I came across a situation that really pushed me. I mean, made me question everything about my sobriety. I was around really heavy drinking for a few days. The person that I was with was a heavy drinker. And so a few days in a row, it was just like constantly watching this person, you know, start drinking pretty early and drink all night and repeat the next day. And that individual is also no longer in my life, um, because (laughs) boundaries and that's, there's just some things that are just not worth it. People can be amazing, but not everyone is for you. Different episode. (laughs) So anyway, so I was around this person for a few days and I was toying with the idea of drinking again. And it was this 
I started making these kind of excuses in my head of like, well, I've been sober for this long, but like maybe my sobriety looks different now. Maybe I do just like want to have a drink or maybe I do just like want to be able to let loose for a night and whatever. Now I have an amazing support system. So I was able to reach one of my amazing friends on the phone and chat with her and chat through that. And I didn't end up, I didn't end up drinking. I'm still, you know, it's still been about a year, a little over a year and a half of this, of my sobriety now. And I am so glad that I didn't for me, I would have been, I would have regretted it. And it also showed me when I left that person and left that situation, that was a learning time for me that shows there are just certain people and things that I just don't want to be around. And if I'm, if I'm my energy, if my energy is shifting in that way that I'm feeling like really triggered and really wanting to drink, I need to remove myself from that situation and look around and say who and what was just in my space that made these feelings of my, you know, in me come up and what can we remove and not, and not deal with again? Because why would you want to continuously put yourself back in a position that raises all, you know, raises some negative or toxic feelings in yourself? So that said, your sobriety, whatever that looks like, whether it is curious or long lasting, is yours. Let your journey take you the way that it's meant to. As long as you are not harming yourself or harming others, let it take you the way that it's meant to just understand where your boundaries are, voice them to those around you and be prepared. This, I mean, I can take this into, you can take this into so many different areas of your life. I have realized that setting healthy boundaries in every aspect of my life is the only thing that will actually keep me going because if those boundaries are blurred or if I don't have them up and I let someone or something cross into those, I am a fucking mess. I get resentful. I get anxious. I want to drink again, all bad. And so now I know better that when those feelings start to come up, those anxious feelings, I'm not sleeping. Um, I am like feeling like I'm like, I just want to have a drink. Um, all of those things I, I get like resentful and I get really short and snippy, remove yourself and be like, okay, what is different? What was just added into my life that is making this, that is making this happen. What do we need to fucking remove? And that's a process that takes time and it really takes you being super, super aware of yourself and your emotions to be able to fully remove yourself like that and take a step back. Cause when you're in it, like when I was with that individual and traveling, when I'm in it, it's hard for you to like really remove yourself. I was just having brunch with one of my girlfriends today talking about not my sobriety, but a different, a relationship and 
when I removed myself from that, I'm like, oh yeah, those anxious feelings, those um, feelings of wanting to maybe drink again because this person is driving me insane and not sleeping. If I'm having restless sleep for like days in a row, something is up. It's either someone that has come into my life that's throwing off my energy field. It's something that's triggering me. Something is wrong. So being able to really connect with yourself first, understand your boundaries, figure out what your life and what your sobriety and what your health, what all of that means to you. What does that picture look like? And then prepare yourself, put the people in your life that are going to help you through it. Be prepared, girl. And remember, you can do this. You are fucking beyond capable. If you think that you can't stop drinking, reach out for help because I guarantee you can fucking do it. If you don't feel like you can remove something negative from your life, mm, I don't believe that. You can do it. You are fucking absolutely beyond capable of creating the most remarkable life possible. You just have to dig deep down (laughs) and figure out what you want and start making steps towards that. All right, guys, short and sweet. I just want to talk about that because springtime is coming, which means summer's coming. I was just talking to my friend about like, what do I want this summer to look like for me? I don't know who knows where the world's going to take me, but I wanted to talk about this because it's just, this is so important. My sobriety is a huge part of who I am. It has what has brought me this far. It's so important to me. And if you are either sober or sober curious, I just try it and tap in, tune in and tap into yourself because you're fucking amazing and you deserve to get to know yourself without all that filter and all that bullshit. All right, guys, that's it. You're amazing. I love you. Thank you for listening. If you guys want any additional content, you can look me up on Instagram at remarkably underscore us. You can also check me out at remarkablyus.com for all my blogs and information. There's a a big sobriety page there that I will be adding content to. So check it out. Reach out to me if you have any questions or just want to, you know, just want to chit chat with me. I love you guys so much. Have an amazing week and never forget how wildly capable you are till next time. Bye.